Welcome to the Dragon Skate Shop, episode number one. Diamond party, party, party Thunder. <laughs> it's Monday, though. All right, fire. Wrong day of the week, but you know, it's a monster truck rally. GameStop does that to you. Like, <laughs> fucking shit up episode. <laughs> it's all in, baby. Dab it hand, dab it dips, going to the moon, rocket ships. <laughs> Please remove that. Did you see what they said on the forum? Friday morning at Market Open, I was just jogging circles in the house, shouting the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Out at Taylor and Joey, I was like, it's at 411. Oh, yeah. I just, I had it like up, like propped up on my desk while I just watched the numbers go up and down. Then I was like on my computer texting. Hello and welcome to the GameStop episode of Giant Ants. Oh, man. So much to get into. I can say with the utmost confidence, this is the most research I've done for any episode. <laughs> Or anything. I was counting on that, actually. Uh, I was going to lean heavily on you for many definitions. Same. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I've, Haven't I've done... we all been late night scrolling the same fucking shit? I have been yes. late night scrolling, but I didn't really go out of my way to um, look up some of the definitions that we were like, I don't know what that means. I was like, maybe I'll look that up later. And then I didn't do that. So Well, turns out Julie knows all of them. Because when I started talking about deltas, she was like, oh, are we talking about a gamma squeeze? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I think between the four of us, we're going to have a good grasp of something that no one has a good grasp of. I think this might be the most um, invested I felt in an episode. Ding. Literally, <laughs> literally invested literally. in GameStop. I am literally invested in GameStop. Ooh. All of my savings. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Don't do that. Sold All my house. Sold my house. Just her. Um, yes, two shares at a reasonable price. So there you go. I, I think this episode warrants the most massive disclaimer. Oh, my God. Yet, yeah. Out of all of our episodes. <laughs> Seriously. Well, y'all, we do not recommend investing in this stock or any stock. We don't in, we don't recommend ha- investing your life savings or your fun money. We we don't recommend literally anything. Don't listen. We are to discussing us. our own if experiences. You either know or don't know my middle name. Do not listen to this episode. <laughs> oh God, what are we going to get into? I'm just kidding. If, that was a callback to a previous episode, listeners. Her middle name is GameStop. Officially GameStop. as of this morning. I, she legally changed it. That's oh, how invested man. she feels in this. This the future of GameStop. I love it. I'm get, we're all getting tattoos. Diamond tattoos. Diamond dick tattoos. Diamond dick tattoos. Not rocket ships. Rocket ships with diamond dicks on them. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. Good big disclaimer. We don't know what we're talking about. In some ways, I'm being facetious. Most ways, I'm not. We don't know. We're still figuring this no out. No one's really sure. I get all my information from Reddit forums, apparently. That's <laughs> the only thing I believe we're now. We're in a weird phase right now. <laughs> well, this is one of those situations where over the past two weeks, approximately, I have done a lot of reading on this. But the more reading you do, the more you realize you don't know. And then it gets tangled into this crazy labyrinth of definitions and oh my god, and like saying what theories. and conspiracy theories. So I may, despite all of my reading, actually know less than I did two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> like we I do not have a magic eight ball to the future. If you do, please call us. Oh yeah. my god, call us today though, please. Yeah, any if we have like a maybe the sooner we have, the better. Have a magic eight ball. Call me yesterday. <laughs> right? They should have known that I would. They should have known. <laughs> But yeah, I had the same experience. It's funny because I've been, you know, heavily uh, immersed in this for a few, I guess, what, two weeks now? Uh, yeah, Becca maybe three started, weeks. Two and a half, yeah. Becca yeah. sucked us all in. You were absolutely the person getting us to join the cult. Yes. Long before it was for hitting sure. all of the major headlines. Yeah, for guys, sure. I, I bought at $34. Yeah, so that gives OG, you yeah. an indicator. $34. Um. But all that tells you is how many days I got in ahead of everyone else, and that's not many days. Um, anyways, okay, so yeah, despite being obsessed with this, I find myself knowing so little because especially if I read something, I try to explain this to, to y'all this week, where like you read a sentence about this, and I under I think I understand the first quarter of it. 
And so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go off my understanding of the first quarter and I'm going to research so that I can understand the second quarter and then work my way through the sentence so I think I understand what it means. And then I find out I was completely wrong about the first quarter. <laughs> so everything I built off of made no sense. And I'm still like learning definitions, even though I thought I knew what they were. Can I you? feel like that is a metaphor for my life. My birthday's coming up, and I feel like the first 10 years of my life are the first quarter of your sentence. <laughs> and the second 10 years of my life have now been the me trying to understand things. And now that I'm in this third quarter, I'm like, oh, I actually didn't know shit in the first quarter, and nothing I know makes any sense when it was all based on lies. <laughs> that is, wow. Has yeah. somebody uh, that was deep. So I'm we're gone. not going to talk about wow. GameStop anymore. We're going to talk about if Maggie's okay. <laughs> we need to talk about- I haven't been sleeping much lately, guys. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about when I was eight. <laughs> That's a f- in f- you know formative years, eight years old. Um, Becca, I want to hear more about your origin story with GameStop. How did you get into it? How did you get sucked in? Like, get Introduce us to what is going on with GameStop through your lens of like the past couple of weeks. <laughs> and go so i have the app public uh and it is a online brokerage platform much like robin hood that is in a lot of hot water uh from the past week um but public is great i really really love it i think we're not all on it at this point but me taylor and julie is on it Maggie is not on it. Maggie's holding strong with her Schwab account. <laughs> um, it restricts me. I think if I joined public, I'd be too. I would enjoy it too much, and then fun. I'd be like, "I'll put eight thousand dollars in here," and then I'd be like, "Guys, I can't pay rent." <laughs> that is accurate. Yeah. So I'm just gonna stick with my Schwab. It's very boring. It's only numbers. There's no social media aspect. Yeah. It's not pretty colors. It's all gray and white. But, but the free stock slice is so sexy. So you sexy. don't want that little free slice. <laughs> I got free $12 of Tesla today, guys. Um, Anyways, yeah, what makes public sexy, as Maggie just alluded to, is the fact that there's a social media aspect and people, whenever you buy or sell something, it posts, it automatically posts publicly unless you tell it not to. And so if you, it usually like you start following people kind of like with MySpace, you automatically follow Tom. You kind of automatically follow some folks. And I just follow some guy named Josh, bless him. Um, and he seems to know what he, I mean, his little profile picture, he's wearing a suit. So I figured he knows what he's talking about. And <laughs> he posted that he sold GameStop. And this was a few, a few weeks ago. And he was like, he, I don't know. He said something like, this ride wasn't for me or something like that. And then there were a bunch of comments. And someone was like, wait, why is GameStop high? And then another person said, because Wall Street bets on Reddit. So I thought that meant because Wall Street bets on Reddit. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. And so I was like, Wall Street bets on Reddit? What's going on on Reddit? And so I like Googled Wall Street and Reddit. Anyways, and then of course, I felt rapidly down the rabbit hole. Well, first, I read Wall Street bets, and I was like, wait, everyone on here sucks. Maybe I shouldn't pay attention to him. And then I just kept reading, and then now I'm a different person. <laughs> I do feel like I understand people more that are like sucked into QAnon and like people that maybe believe the news isn't real because I feel like I'm becoming one of those people slowly with this GameStop situation. Uh, seriously. Where like you read the news and you're like, well, what is what does Reddit say? You know, I don't believe this. And you go to Reddit and they're like, don't believe the lies <laughs> of the media. <laughs> like, here's the facts. And they like post a screen grab that looks legit. That's like, here are the numbers for like, no one's selling. We're all holding. It has to be the fucking like Wall Street dude. The media's lying. And we're just like, who do I believe? Who am I? Trick is to trust no one. Go off your gut. Everything in life is about hunches. <laughs> for me, it was a very easy scale to tip because I've actually been following Wall Street bets for years now. Maggie. But I never believe anything on there. And like, like we could have gotten in on this so early. I know, but every time yeah. I read something, I'm like, oh, that's that's a group that I like reading about, but it's not a group I'm interested in participating in, kind mm. of thing. And a lot of Wall Street bets up until this point was, I'll just yellowed my entire like life savings, like a hundred thousand dollars on like this unknown company. See you in two weeks, and then like two weeks later, that same person will be <laughs> like, y'all can't pay rent, and so. <laughs> 
I was like, this Lost is porn. this is like watching television. Like yeah. it's entertaining. I'm enjoying it from a, a perspective of being on the outside, but I'm not going to be an inside person. And all it took was Becca being like, you heard about GameStop? <laughs> and I was like, let's buy it now. <laughs> We're going to the moon, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it didn't take much. It literally took Becca one text to be like, hey, you heard about this GameStop? I was like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. I was do it. trying to remember, did I text you about it? Or was it that night that we swapped the changing of the guard at the Velky's house? Is that when we talked about it? M- Maybe it was that. I don't I remember, remember how I indoctrinated you. <laughs> Maybe it was that. I don't remember either. But I just remember, like, you were just like, you heard of this Wall Street bets, Maggie? And I was like, oh, I know what you're talking about, Becca. <laughs> so Maggie got in at $37, guys. I did get in. Yeah. Also a pioneer. And man, if you just put your life savings in there. <laughs> I know. And actually, I do remember one night I couldn't fall asleep because I was so into this wall. And I, like, so believed, and I and rightfully so, Right at $37, I so believed everything that was going on in Wall Street Bets that I was like, I should pull out money like out of my other accounts for this. And then I had to stop myself. And I was like, no, I'm not that person. This is not what I do. I I do not advocate this. I do not risk money this way. It is not who I am. And so I like stayed up all night and I did not. I invested. Wow. I bought five shares. So about $300. Which was very under the table, by the way, because you told me you had one share. And no, the so next I did. thing I knew. I did it. <laughs> we talked about it. I bought one share. And then I spent this night unsleeping thinking about GameStop and that I should put a shit ton of money into it Mm -hmm. and I stopped myself and and bought more shares the next day but not $3,000 worth and how what did what did you sell at I still have them you still have them Mm -hmm. all five shares Oh, my God. See, I wasn't strong enough. Fucking diamond hands, bitch. Diamond Diamond hands. I was talking to Julie about this. I was like, well, at this point, is it a matter of principle that I just hang on to them forever with my diamond hands? It is. I don't know. I might just hang on to mine. I'm holding well, for Julie a while. has some arguments against it. So that's fair, and I want to hear them. Um. Okay. So should we backpedal to d- describe what's happening with GameStop? Yeah. Or- probably. Like <laughs> that's probably a good idea. I I saw a story on Reddit that explained what shorting is. Oh my god, yes. Central key player to the story is shorting. What is shorting? Explain. And I'm going to try and explain it. This is one of the things that I've thought about in my sleepless nights, but I might butcher it. Can you explain what's happening with GameStop while you explain the shortening? Thing? No, I'm only going to explain. Okay. I'm Fair. only going to Fair. explain what shorting is, and then I will pass the baton probably over to Becca. Um, but imagine we're going to use animals in this story, uh, similar to the way Reddit explained it. So that makes it more fun. Imagine we are a group of gorillas and we are selling bananas and we're selling bananas for $5. And then some snakes come along and those snakes think that the price of bananas will soon decrease. So they say, Hey, uh, gorilla Taylor, can I borrow five bananas? And so you're like, yeah, sure. You lend the snake five bananas. They sell those bananas to Gorilla Becca. So five times five for $25. And then the price drops of bananas, perhaps because the snakes went around telling everyone how shitty bananas are. Who knows? Yeah, no potassium. Terrible yeah. for you. Poison bananas. And so everyone's like, oh, shit, we don't want bananas anymore. Now the price of bananas are $1. The snakes come back to Gorilla Becca and say, I would like to buy the five bananas back for $1 each now. And so then they do, they buy their bananas back and then they give Gorilla Taylor the five bananas back. And in that scenario, the snake has made $4 on each banana because they sold it and then repurchased it at a lower price, having never truly owned the stocks themselves, bananas themselves. Did that make sense? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. No, no further explanation. <laughs> so, uh, the initial shorting when a company is borrowing stocks or a snake is borrowing bananas, do they pay anything, or is it a contract that simply has an expiration date where they have to provide those stocks slash bananas back? So usually the person borrowing it mm-hmm. has a margin account. So let's say that Taylor has a GameStop stock and I want to short it because I think it's going to go down. 
I say, hey, Taylor, can I borrow that stock? I'm going to give it back to you in a month or so. So let's say that she bought it for, I mean, let's say she was really early, like Becca and bought it for $34. Yeah. Mm. So what I do is I take her stock and I sell it to someone else for $34 because this is way back. And then I take that $34 cash and I put it in a margin account that Taylor can see. So she knows I'm good for the money at the current stock price. If the stock dropped to say $20, then I can go, I can repurchase the stock at $20. I give the stock to Taylor. Now my margin account, I use the $20 from that. So now it only has $14 in it, but that's $14 of profit that I get to keep. Mm. But if it starts going up instead, and this is sort of the situation that we saw with GameStop, it went up while Taylor now starts to worry whether or not I actually have enough money to buy her stock back to give it back to her. Mm -hmm. So what I end up having to do is put more money into the margin account to prove I'm still good for it. So if it went up from $34 to $60, all of a sudden, I don't have her stock and I only have 34 in the margin account, but I have to add more money up to $60 in the margin account to prove that I can still buy her her stock back. There's a couple scenarios. You may not be worried about it as long as I keep putting money in the margin account, but at any point that you think I might not be good for the money, you may say, hey, I want my stock back now. So whatever the price is, I have to buy it back. And I just have to take the hit. So it benefits the people they borrowed the stock from to ask for their stocks back when the price goes up. Not necessarily, because the other side of this is that the entire time that I'm borrowing your stock, I'm also paying you interest mm -hmm. for that loan. So you're making a little bit of money every so often just from me borrowing the stock. And then if it goes badly for me, you get your stock back anyways, you've made money in the meantime, and you can sell it at the higher price. Right. Because you bought it a while ago before I borrowed it. Right. So you're you're good no matter what, as long as either... I can give you the cash for the stock, like it's in the margin account, or I can give you your stock back. So it's just fucking pretend money. Like, it's ridiculous. How is that even a thing? I mean, it's pretty brilliant. How well, is this a unique thing, thing you can do? about the GameStop in particular was that GameStop was shorted for more shares than actually existed for GameStop. So yeah, there is like no way. Or something. Yeah, something like 140%. Which I heard and I'm trying to look up but can't find right now is actually illegal to do. Because it's called, my understanding is it's called naked shorting. Yeah. Naked shorting is when you take out, when you're borrowing more shares than exist and it's not legal. So I don't understand how this is just, like clearly there's something we're missing. Because if this is blatantly illegal, then shouldn't the story have stopped much earlier right. on? Is, Why is aren't more people talking about that? Yes, it's illegal. Okay. So I haven't read into this particular thing, but I believe the way that that could happen is if Taylor bought the stock initially and I said, I'm going to short it. So I borrowed your stock and sold it to someone. Someone else is now holding that stock like Becca and Becca could then loan it to Maggie. Mm -hmm. And so you could yeah. end up with multiple shorts happening at the same time on the same stock. Yeah, that was how I read it, too. Yes. So it is illegal, and GameStop was naked shorted at 140%, which is crazy. I'm with Becca. I don't know how that even happened. I mean, I know like literally how it happened, but why didn't it get stopped? Why? Well, theoretically, you could track some numbers and say, I don't know which individual stocks are shorted, but once we're at 100%, we can stop selling shorts. But again, then you're just penalizing half of the market that may never have lent out their their stocks. Right. And the other half of the market may have doubled. It may right. have passed through two hands. So you'd reach 100%. What we're saying is we need to put code into stock and yeah. individually trace them. Yeah, that would probably blow up the earth. But yeah, we should do that. <laughs> but I don't mean it doesn't have to blow up the stock. It just has to when I try to borrow the stock from you that you borrowed from Taylor, right. whenever I hit borrow it's gonna go sorry it's already this is already lent out buddy like each stock has like a marker or a tag associated with it that tracks that specific stock yeah so then you know how many times it's getting shorted or borrowed or sold yeah that would be Ooh. interesting um i do want to have a quick explanation of what's happening with gamestop um okay so basically with gamestop a couple weeks ago now right it's been a couple weeks some guy deep fucking value on there for like months now since November has been kind of posting about 
GameStop and thinking that it's undervalued and uh, wanting to get other people in on basically buying up all the stock and raising the prices. Um, Obviously, there's a very big personal gain in that. Um, I know that he uh, runs like a YouTube channel now that just came out like his. um, What was it? Not persona, but like his when you call when you find out who someone is. Identity. Identity. That's the word. His identity has recently been revealed. He is really into investing. He has like an investing YouTube channel. Um, he's by no means like a Wall Street guy that makes millions off investing, but he he's smart and knows a lot about investing. So yeah, for months now, he's been talking about GameStop and trying to get people on uh, Wall Street bets to like go in on it with him because he just likes the stock. But also he found out that 140% of GameStop had been shorted. So basically all of these um, hedge funds, I don't know how many are involved. I think like three-ish, maybe two to three, uh, may, could be more, uh, all believed that GameStop was going to fail and go bankrupt. So they bought all these shorts up. And basically why people have a problem with that is that A, you're kind of um, uh, speeding up the uh, bankruptcy of a company essentially is the argument. Um, when you buy a bunch of shorts, it makes people, other people think that are aware of the stock market that follow these trends and businesses that the company is failing. So they're less like likely to invest in the it. The snake's saying it's a the ripple. bananas are poisoned. Exactly. It's a ripple effect. So a lot of people think that's fucked up because, you know, people lose their jobs. Um, people love GameStop, I guess. Uh, so that was happening. Um, this guy was like rallying this fucking obscure Reddit forum to get people to start buying GameStop. It caught on. It was very, very much like a fuck the hedge funds. Let's take them for all they have. Because if we keep the GameStop uh, value high per share, then they lose money because they have to buy at a certain point when those, you know, margin calls start coming in, they have to sell back. They have to buy back the stock for um, a lot higher than what they paid for. So they're basically losing hand over fist billions of dollars. It's unclear at this point, I think, how much they've lost. There's a lot of numbers out there. And a lot of the mainstream media will tell you that they've, you know, they've given up, they've thrown in the towel, um, they've given away their stake in the game. But when you are paying attention to what Reddit, the Reddit form is saying, what Wall Street Bets is saying when they're looking, when they're actually looking at the numbers, they're saying, no, they haven't. There's actually still like 113% shorted as of like mid last week. Like they can actually see how much is still shorted. And that's not lining up with what the media is saying, uh, whether that's just misinformation because p- most people don't understand the stock market or it's just hard to find this information. Um, either way, that's kind of where we're at. Is that good? Yeah, I think that was really good. Um, I think on the covering the shorts position, the other thing that people are missing, I think as a total market, Mm -hmm. only about 8% of the shorts have been completely covered, where like they they rebought the stock and they gave them back to the original holder. Right. Which still leaves a lot of shorted stock. But those are ones that were completely covered. I think what that disguises is the fact that a lot of the shorts did sell out much more than that. And then because the price skyrocketed so much, those same investors still think GameStop's going to go to zero at the end of the day. So they rebought in new shorted positions at higher dollar amounts where they're going to make even more bank than they would have on the original shorts. So they have actually doubled down on their short positions. They cleared their original shorts and then rebought new shorts at this higher price. Right. So they're going to get more money back mm-hmm. when they give it back. So there's, the value goes yes. down. so there's still a really, really high percentage of shorted positions mm-hmm. because the higher the price goes, the company fundamentals haven't exactly right. changed. Um, so, so they've, yeah, they've doubled down. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're missing from the, ma- the mainstream media narrative is that people don't realize that that's happening. And um, meanwhile, like these guys on Reddit, these women and men on Reddit are kind of uh, very much in this like mob mentality of like hold, don't sell. But I don't say mob in a bad way. I just mean like everyone's kind of rallying to uh, try to like actually give the information out there that this is what's really happening and that is that they're double doubling down and that they want people to keep buying up shares as they dip and holding on to those shares in order to 
you basically, it's just a game of chicken. You have to outlast the hedge funds. And right now, hedge funds are probably still winning um, because people just don't know what's happening outside of the Reddit forum. Also, I kind of attribute this a little bit to a metaphor of playing poker. It's like if I'm playing a game of poker with Julie and I have $2 to bet and she has $10 to bet, she can make me go all in five times before she runs out of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the odds are ever in my favor. <laughs> well, but the good news, well, good news if you are on the side of retail investors, I suppose. Uh, well, okay, what makes this more interesting um, unless just like a little, I don't know, like a little guy just pecking at the heels of a giant is that the he- hedge funds have a much riskier place than retail investors, right? Um, like speaking for myself, I have three shares. Uh, I sold one share to cover all my costs and now I don't have to do anything, right? I can just sit and watch this money go up and down. I don't lose or gain or whatever, um, and if I lose everything, it doesn't matter. I, I lose no money. Um, and even if I did, it's not much money versus the hedge funds because they did the antithesis of investing, really. Um, and they have an infinite loss capacity. So if the retailers are, I say, are able to hold out, slash, if we can assume no more blatant market corruption or manipulation or whatever you want to call it happens to where the retail investors are stilted when the hedge funds are not, um, then the hedge funds stand to lose a fuck ton of money, a mm-hmm. fuck ton, a metric fuck ton. On a very risky bet. Yeah. Like very, a very risky like, investing bet. And shorting is always risky, right? It's not just risky because of this bizarre lightning in a bottle sort of situation of GameStop. It's, it's a risky bet. Yeah. Um, And because they know what they're doing, it often pays off, but it's possible that it might not this time. Yeah. And that's the hope that I hold on to. They did try. So I was doing some research and there was a short squeeze in 2008, which all of y'all probably know about now, Volkswagen, um, where people tried a similar thing where they tried to short squeeze it because there was um, a ton of shorts taken out on Volkswagen and the price fucking skyrocketed like an insane amount and then of course drastically dropped right after once the squeeze was done but it has been done before successfully um whether or not the the hedge funds that had shorted it lost a ton of money i don't know i have to do more research in it i just know that it's been done before in 2008 and it was successful but ultimately clearly at the end of the day hedge funds um, are a very, they're, I mean, they're a giant to go up against. They know this is this is their territory that you're kind of stumbling into as a retail investor. Um, but it's still fucking fun to say F you to the man, you know, buy a couple shares. Uh, as long as you're not putting your life savings into it and you know the risk, then, you know, join in on the fun because clearly there will be movies made about this. It's pretty fucking entertaining to watch. So I think we definitely should talk about a couple different types of investing that retail investors are doing right now. So what y'all are talking about is taking fun money, putting it in the market Mm -hmm. on a bet, having a lot of fun, enjoying that, not worrying if you lose the couple hundred dollars you put in to begin with because that's your fun money. It's like going to Vegas, baby. You gamble. Right. You're probably going to lose it. They're exactly. Odds are not in your favor. Odds are never in your favor. There You're are not fucking Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. You're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So at at the end of the day, if GameStop gets driven up to an exceptionally high valuation, even if they don't end up going out of business after this, like if because of the new person they've brought in, they actually manage to turn the company around and make it into something that fits with what modern society needs, the price valuation is likely to still end up lower than what it gets driven to. For sure. So some of the people who have joined the more the mob mentality end of things that you were talking about, some of them have got so caught up into it that they are investing with money that they actually need to pay their bills next month, or maybe they're using their student loan money and they're putting that in, but they're going to be on the hook at the end of the day for that money. So if they're the ones left holding the bag when the price tops out and it cascades back down to a new set point, 
somebody's going to be holding the bag at that point. It's going to be largely the retail investors. Yeah. And that's not a problem if it's any of us or anyone who is investing mm-hmm. like y'all with just fund money. But for people who are investing money they don't really have and they're banking on being able to sell it high, right? they may end up caught in the down pressure when, when the price returns to the actual market valuation. Yeah. And this is part of why I was saying I never before wanted to be a part of Wall Street Bets because that's what a lot of them do is they throw go they call it yellowing which go all in throw it all on one bet everything you have and see what happens also another side of the story is that well in addition to just the GameStop since then people have been combing through businesses and seeing what other companies have been shorted so after GameStop took off now we're seeing companies like Nokia and BlackBerry and AMC um, which are all heavily shorted companies are kind of making a comeback right now because people are also throwing a little bit of money into those companies as well. And I would just like to say for the record, I fucking love AMC. <laughs> I legitimately think it's a great company to invest in. They have been making strides to improve their business since before COVID happened. Me and Joey went to an AMC to go see a movie, fucking full bar with great cocktails, completely new menu with great food. Like, they are really honestly make, trying to make a change. I mean, obviously not every AMC has that, but, like, if they did that with every AMC, they already have the infra- infrastructure built. There's AMCs all over the fucking country. If they mimicked that, like, basically, like, the Alamo Draft House model. But, yeah, no, I actually think AMC is not a terrible investment. I think if they continue to improve their locations around the country, adding bars and better food and maybe some, like, specialized screenings and more of uh, the ability to like rent out the theater, which they've started doing. Like, I really do think that once COVID hopefully ends and people are able to go back out into public, that um, they would, they'll pick up business. So I threw a little money into AMC because I believe in AMC. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll buy AMC. Fucking love AMC. She likes uh, the they stock. They got that weird, I like the weird, I like the stock. She likes the stock. Uh, they got that weird for a while. They Deep had like the digital value. Deep fucking value. That's right. Um, but yeah, they had that like weird digital cat. The cat's dancing in the ball. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And the cat had like massive titties. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. Kid, kitty world. titties. I loved seeing those kitty Little titties kitty every time titties. I went to AMC. It was hilarious. Anyway. Also, I might be wrong, but I think so. Deep fucking value. He yoloed in Wall Street bets terminology. I think it was back in September 2019. So it was a long time ago. Oh, it was that long ago. And he put in like 50 grand. And he has some posts, which, I mean, I think Taylor's right in that he probably was trying to get a lot of people to join in his Mm -hmm. cause. But he does have some posts that are like exactly what you're saying about AMC, where he was like, I believe in GameStop and here's why. And I think that they're going to do these things. And like, that's why his username is deep fucking value, because he like was trying to find deep value in stocks that were underrated. Yeah. And it just so happens to be GameStop. And he's gone on record since saying, like, I had no idea this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I just like the stock. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice. It's refreshing to, like, because I feel like a lot of, not maybe not a lot, but there's definitely so, uh, people out there on, like, Twitter and, like, think pieces being written where they just assume the worst. Like, whoever started this is just trying to make a buck off of a bunch of retail investors that don't know any better. And that's kind of been, like, the sentiment, I think. But I wonder if part of why he went public with, like, who he was uh, was to kind of... Uh, Head that off a little bit. Exactly. Like, don't assume that... I'm just like a piece of shit, like Wall Street dude trying to make a bunch of money off idiots, uh, which also is like very elitist to me to assume that. Like I read some articles that felt very much uh, like, oh, clearly none of these people have the ability to understand investing. So they're all just a bunch of morons, which they, went to their credit, wore like a badge since then have been calling themselves idiots on the Reddit forum. But it's just that mentality I don't like in general. It, it feels icky to me because it's very much like a elitist kind of standpoint that like you can't un- possibly understand this, what's happening. Right. Right. And and I wouldn't say that everyone who's on Wall Street bets and everyone who has jumped on this train is a very well educated investor. Definitely but, not. <laughs> but I will give credit where credit is due. And that is that 
If you look back through the historical logs of Wall Street bets, you will find some very compelling analyses Mm -hmm. done by people who obviously have educated themselves in this way. And I'm so torn on on the Wall Street bets things. I know I mentioned to y'all previously when we had talked about this, that like the level of misogyny on there and that type of stuff really bothers me. But one of the things I said last week to you guys was that I'm hoping with this new wave of people suddenly being invested in or interested in investing and hearing about Wall Street bets and going there and participating in that, that hopefully the new wave of people helps dilute out some of that, the the misogyny I and the really already gross stuff. Yes, I, I've already been seeing that. I was scouring the forum last night and a bunch of women are making it known that they're women. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed this, Becca, yeah. but they're like saying like, they're talking about their kids or they're like they're very much making it clear that they're female and I've been upvoting every single comment yeah there that's been female like a female voice but take people up have been space like, exactly take up exactly space. and people have been like thank you for your service ma'am you know yeah. like there's definitely I think a shift in like some the the locker room banter is falling out yeah, now right. that they realize other people are actually fucking there well and I think and it's hard. Yeah, I don't know. But it's interesting because it's not just a dis- a dissolving of locker room banter. It's an it's like an inclusion of lock. Like now I've seen the term like diamond pussy instead of diamond dick. And I was like, <laughs> first off, I love it. <laughs> um, but then like one of the running weird fucking jokes is. They because they only talk about themselves in a negative way, ex- like always, and they say that. Like, they're making so much money that their wife's boyfriend is going to be so jealous. Yeah. Somehow it's better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I take no stance on this. I'm still, un- I'm still unraveling it in my own head. Yeah. <laughs> I it's know. a lot of emotions to process, for sure. It is a lot of emotions. I feel very um, involved. Well, uh, and it's hard to know, like, a lot of people are rallying behind this GameStop thing because it feels good to stick it to the man and like mm-hmm. you feel like you're doing the right thing. But as Julie pointed out, you kind of not you're not necessarily truly doing that. So like how are yeah. like you think you're doing the right thing? Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. You think you're talking about stocks with your friends? Maybe you're being misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I you it's know like I a am. lot of confusing things happening. I agree. <laughs> Very confusing time. <laughs> I do think, though, I've been trying to like think about what ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, whether it works or not, there's a possibility it won't, what you can find value from it, from this whole thing. And one, I think it's fucking great that so many people now are Googling what the fucking stock market is. Yeah. And what a hedge fund is. Like now more than ever, people are getting so involved in what's happening in the world because it feels like the world is burning. And like every other day is just a ridiculous new headline. And people are just like, what's happening? Let me figure out what is actually happening. How does politics work? Like all of the last four years was just people being like, how do we get here? Let's figure out how politics even works Mm -hmm. now it's kind of like okay now that we are figuring that out let's figure out how our fucking economy works like we need to educate ourselves if we don't know about how the economy works and how politics works we're not going to know what is how to make informed decisions that benefits everybody and i think it's fucking great that this is causing people to actually look at what's happening and educate themselves so even at the end of the day if the fucking hedge funds win we are going to understand, which they Julie which thinks they, they will. will. The big ones will. Yes, the big ones will But what about always, like, the probably. one that's lost 53% over the course of January? If they go bankrupt and all of their assets are liquidated, a bigger hedge fund is going to just This is Melvin them. Capital, aren't they like fucking head honchos? That I don't know, but <laughs> I would guess not since someone had to go in and bail them out during this situation. So someone's probably bigger. I was I was mentioning to Maggie earlier because we were talking about sort of this holding for the principle of it to knock someone out of the market, mm-hmm. to knock to to take it against the man. And um, well, I think that it is really great that we have all these people who are interested in investing now. We have a lot of people realizing just the level of power we have in organizing and coordinating together. Mm-hmm. On so many fronts. There are so many ways that we could apply that to make our society better. Mm -hmm. 
I do have a lot of concerns about the actual bottom line flow of the money at the end of this, because a lot of the money that has been pushed into the market lately has been people's stimulus checks from the government. Mm -hmm. So the government printed a bunch of money, gave it to all of us. A lot of people have put that into the market. If those are the people who end up holding the bag at the end of the day, meaning they lose all of that money. The people who won in that situation are the biggest of the big hedge funds and investment firms. So all of that money literally would have gone from the government to the people and right into Wall Street's hands. Mm. In the most beautiful PR move, home run of capital transfer from the government to Wall Street we've maybe ever seen. Unintentionally. Not saying the government was smart enough to do that, Mm -hmm. but that that is likely, especially with... That is a scenario, not necessarily what's happening. Right. I said at the end of the day, if if it goes up and then returns to market value for whatever that is for the future of GameStop, Mm -hmm. someone's going to take that loss. The hedge funds are smart. They have figured out they lost this round, but this is a much longer game. The fact that they covered shorts and rebought in right. tells you everything you need to know about their confidence in winning at the end of the day on right. this. Right. And if it comes out that way, it's just a really interesting flow of money that I don't think we would have expected. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, the ones that end up holding the bag at the end of the day are the kind of lost porn dudes that don't really care if they lose it all or people that haven't like really invested that much into it. I do want to say there are a lot of positive things that have already come out of it. Um, including a lot of people's lives being changed by this. There are people posting on Reddit their kind of like story of what they've done with the money. And there are people that have been able to pay their medical bills or pay for their dog's vet bill that they've never been able to pay for, being able to pay off college loans, uh, being able to pay their rent for a year. So, you know, there will be people that lose at the end of the day, probably myself included, um no no you're not in that because you only did it with fun money so true, you're not you're not true, really true i'm just out, out <laughs> like a hundred bucks but i do think it's what has already happened is is a pretty great success story just in the fact that so many people have been posting about like already cashed out like they've cashed out bought back in at a lower price so they're still holding some stock but the money they've cashed out with they're already paying off bills and rent and going out for a nice meal and being able to like someone put a down payment on a ring for their like to get engaged like there has already been a lot of success stories so I do want to hold on to you know some of the good that's come out of it so far oh I I in no way think that at the micro level it's all bad I just think the macro level A lot of people aren't really looking at yet, but it's going to be really interesting to see when someone runs the calculations at the end of the day. For sure. The level of capital transfer throughout the market. That's what my brother said, too. He was like, I really want to see all the numbers that come out at the end of this and see like what actually the fuck happened. Right. Because until we have all that data, we're not really going to know. We're still in the dark. We're still kind of very much in the dark. I one of the things I am really loving seeing is the level of transparency that's being brought to the market because, you know, we've shared some of our feelings about Robin Hood in the past. And um, we're very surprised to see public put out an announcement today saying that they are dropping payment for order flow from their transaction process, um, which they've always been very upfront about how they do that. And that um, their their priority has been the end customer like you and I and not them getting commissions from routing the order a certain way. But um, it's really hard for them to show and bring transparency to that process at like the microtransaction level. So they've decided to drop it all together and route all of their orders directly to the exchanges like NASDAQ and and so that means they are sacrificing. Yeah, I was going to ask what is the difference? Between routing it directly to NASDAQ and those kind of uh, that pro- like that infrastructure versus going through the middle guy. What's the difference there? So routing it through the middle guy can actually be beneficial for us because the middle guy may have stocks in holding at a certain price and be able to beat the price that that the market's currently giving. So sometimes it works in our favor. Um, it's just sort of a transaction to transaction basis. But when they do that, when when an app like Robinhood or Public 
routes an order through the market maker, the market maker gives them a commission for saying, hey, thank you for, you know, incorporating us in your business. Here's a little commission for that. Now, Robinhood got in big trouble with the SEC a number of years ago because everyone was looking at their end of year numbers and saying, wow, the amount of commissions they are making from the market makers way outpace any of their competitors, which obviously showed that Robinhood was routing their orders to get the most commission possible, not to get us the best price on our trade. So it's really hard to show it at the microtransaction level, but it was really easy to see in their total financials compared to everyone else. So they were robbing the poor and giving it to the rich. <laughs> not only in that way, but in a few others. Yes, that's not my only beef with them, but yeah, that's a big one. I was going to mention something. I was trying to think of a metaphor this whole time about like what you naming your company Robin Hood and then doing that is like, the the only metaphor I can think of is fucking awful, so never mind. But it's like putting out free poisoned food, basically. Mm-hmm. Being like, hey guys, uh, free food, and then it's like full of fucking thumbtacks. Right. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about? Public. Yeah, okay. So food with thumbtacks in it. <laughs> So because it's really hard for them to bring transparency to your individual transaction when you make a trade through a market maker, they decided to just completely do away with that. So they're sacrificing their commissions on those trades and still allowing you to trade for free. And then what they've added is the option to tip if the order goes through. We have the option we can tip nothing or we can tip anywhere up to like, I think they maxed out at 5% or something. So if we really appreciate what they've done for us as a brokerage serving us as a platform, then we have the option to give them a little bit of ours. But we get to choose what that is instead of having it be a commission kickback from the clearinghouse. Nice. Super dope. That was a great explanation. Thank you. Julie's so good at explaining. I think when, well, over an optimistic... Um, view of this as well is I know we have the scenario where there's people who overinvest and then they hold the bag at the end because they truly won't sell under any circumstances, no, despite uh, <laughs> any evidence brought to them, right? Diamond dicks, as we call uh, Yeah. But then there's the people who have cashed out already um, where like I think it's like something like, I don't know, 500 times the price what I bought it at, right? Like if people who bought in earlier, much earlier than me cash out now, they can make, they've made a fuck ton of money um, who will cash out in another $50 and another $50, you know, um, it's going to be this massive redistribution of wealth. Uh, it kind of incredible um, because of the returns of the people who bought it, you know, it was what, six months ago, it was $4. Mm-hmm. So if people bought early, um, even one month ago, then this is, yeah, a pretty massive shift. Yeah, I, I will definitely give you that, that reallocating some of the money that's been tied up in the hedge funds mm-hmm. and giving that like a small amount of money for the hedge funds is a large amount of money right. for a group of retail investors. But at the end of the day, I do wonder what the what the real math will work out to well, at, at the the total aggregate level and i'm excited because i you know it's funny when we were planning this podcast we originally were thinking okay well friday night it'll be done right the squeeze will have happened and we'll get super drunk and we'll talk about it and then that didn't that didn't shake out on the market or our schedules and so we're like okay well monday's probably better anyways because that's when you know the ride will be over and we can have a, a better look outside of it and of course we're doesn't seem like we're Certainly not today, um, maybe this week, but who knows? Three months from now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we don't know. Um, so it will be interesting not only to know what the macro effects are, but even when we'll have the feeling of being outside of this situation. Right now, it feels like we're very much in it and lacking a lot of clarity because I feel like um, there's only two sides of reporting and neither feels super objective. <laughs> yeah, uh, both true. sides look seem to have an agenda. Um I was talking to Taylor earlier about how we when I look at posts on Reddit, there's a lot of data provided. Um and when I look at articles released by um like more mainstream media, there's a lot of themes and tones 
Uh, but not a lot of hard data, certainly not a lot of numbers. Um, so it's harder for me to kind of understand where they're coming from, aside from speculation, versus are the numbers that we're seeing on Reddit fabricated? Right. <laughs> um, because I, I guess what I don't understand is why aren't other media sources using numbers to back up their data? Right. Um, we're just, I've just not, haven't seen it. I'm seeing a lot of sensational headlines, like the one that was banana, like, was it um, CNN released last week saying that the rise of GameStop is due to Trumpism and they had yes. to remove the article because it was so, um, it was, it wasn't okay. anything. It yeah, was, it was there was no. and making assumptions. Yeah. Reddit made them take it down. There were just no, there was no facts. Um, but it seems like there's a lot that's going on like that. Even listening to what squawk on the streets or whatever, which is CNBC's like stock market podcast. It almost feels like a joke. I don't know, man. I, Anyways, I, we're still in it. It's so yeah. hard to know. I mean, me and well, Becca just looked at each other today. We were like, "Are we? Are we part of the? Cons- are we part of the problem?" Like, I think we've been radicalized. I, I think we've been radicalized. <laughs> like QAnon. Like, this is our fucking hill that we're gonna die you on. You know what? At least we're self-aware. <laughs> I did read one comment on Reddit that it wasn't on Wall Street Bets. I think it was on stocks or investments or something. Um, And this guy was just like, is anyone else feeling incredibly sad about this for the reason that all faith has been lost in the stock market? He was a value investor and he was just like, I'm just this just making me realize that it's all bullshit. (laughs) it's true, though, isn't it? Man, life is bullshit. Welcome to the club. Like, I've been saying it for years, guys. Nothing means anything. Nothing matters. Just fucking spend your money you want to, the way you want to spend your money. What were yeah. you going to say, Jules? Oh, what what's was the, I going to say? What's the downer point, point of view? Oh, I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking... If you ever needed more proof that we don't live in a pure capitalist free market system, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So like, let's touch on that. Like, what are your thoughts about? Let's not. Free market (laughs) capitalism. No, I really want to know. Let's get into this. Uh, I have long been saying that um, while I appreciate many aspects of, of capitalism and free markets, the system we operated in is quite a bastardized system. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> you just said some fighting words and then left it there. We're going to get some negative We're, comments uh, on this. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's, your husband's going to get on and be like, what are you fucking capitalism? <laughs> oh, no, he agrees. He also believes that what we have is a very bastardized system. That doesn't mean we want to throw it out altogether. Right, right. It's that we would like to see it returned more to free market principles plus, you know, some social programs. Well, guys, Julie's a socialist, is what we're trying <laughs> oh to say. Definitely not a socialist. <laughs> okay, so the only thing I did actually want to say about um, the potential government role that I see on the horizon from the situation mm-hmm. that is very unfortunate. Yeah, let's talk SEC. What's going to happen? Is that they're going to decide that a lot of the retail investors need to be protected from themselves because of that, if we want to say it's a minority, who get left holding the bag at the end of the day may have such dire like bankruptcy level catastrophic losses that they may decide all retail investors need to be protected from themselves. And they're probably going to push through very fast legislation in this big bill type of way that we've been seeing for many years now um, and push through a lot of restrictions on what types of investments we actually have access to as retail investors in the name of protecting us from ourselves. That's worst case scenario. I don't think you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. Hey, Becca, do you think we should take it back a little bit <laughs> and talk about some of the other technical aspects of what actually happened with GameStop? I know we got into the short squeeze situation, but there's a whole nother level that drove the prices up even higher beyond that that sort of compounded it, which is the gamma trap. Very jargony here. So let's break it down. Get in it. Another way that you can buy into the stock market and make a lot of money is something called call options. What exactly is call options? Okay, so that's what I was about to break down before y'all ran away. Sorry. Okay, so now that I have my drink, now that I have more whiskey, I want to know what a call option is exactly. Okay, so if you want to buy a stock, but you don't actually have the money to buy it, 
there's a way to still buy the stock and profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Go on. Yeah. So uh, the way I learned this was through a YouTube video. Basically say you're selling your house for $300,000, but I don't have $300,000, but I do want to buy your house. So I say, Taylor, I'll give you $5,000 to take your house off the market and hold it for me for six months. And at the end of that six months, I'll decide if I'm able to buy it then. Cool. And you get to keep the $5,000 whether I am going to buy it or not. So it's just a little deposit. Yeah. And then six months later, say the house value goes down to $100,000. And I'll say, never mind. I don't want to buy your house. It's not worth anything anymore. But you can still keep the 5000 You can still keep the 5000 Thanks for your time. See you later. Cool. Say your house value went up to $800,000. Then I'll be like, I'll go ahead and buy that house for $300,000. Thanks, Taylor. That is bananas why aren't we all doing call options because we're it's there are other inherent risks okay so what's the downside because that all sounds like upside well no well because you can be five thousand dollars so who cares (laughs) (laughs) it adds up it adds up, adds up at the end of the day because if someone's willing to sell you those options it's sort of like shorting the stock on the other side they think it may not go up to that So they're just skimming little bits of money off the market all the time. But what happened with GameStop? GameStop. I know. I keep saying GameStop. Uh, You did this to me. Sorry. (laughs) And the wine. It's my fault. What happened with GameStop is that the short squeeze happened and that drove the price up, which made all of these people have to cover their shorts. So then they had to buy the stocks back to to cover the shorts and so that drove the price up and then because all these people who were doing the short squeeze knew that that was going to happen they bought options that were just above this or or a a margin above the current price knowing the price was going to go up and hit that option so they could they could reap the profits off of that as it hit because they knew the people were going to have to buy in and then also the market makers who sold the options originally have to buy the stocks to make sure they can give it to you when you purchase it when you decide to call the option. So then they end up buying more stocks and that drives the price up even more. So you have the short squeeze and then this is called a gamma squeeze or a gamma trap where the delta between the call options sort of comes into play and it just compounds and drives it up further and further and further. Um, But yeah, so now Taylor buying calls for GameStop the price that you have to pay to hold them has been increasing. So that's what how people make money is like, now I'm paying you more to let me call this or hold this. Yeah. And the now, chance of now losing the price, is fucking gambling still. Right. It's another way of gambling. Mm-hmm. Now that the price is on an upward trajectory, the people who sell options are charging higher prices for the option to purchase. Right. So before, the options were quite cheap because everyone expected the stock price to go down. Right. So you, you, that's sort of why you get these massive fluctuations in the market because all of those things shift constantly. Yeah. I feel like we've have, – is there anything we've not covered? Yes, lots. Okay, but so much. really, I guess the one that I feel like we should, we should at least touch on was the freezing of purchasing ability on Thursday um, because that was what I think – actually um really created a lot of headlines yes created headlines and recruit recruited that's the word that's when i i don't actually know if this is true but that's when the numbers for wall street bets you know the users tripled (laughs) as bananas because it was such righteous anger deep in the belly of people who didn't even care about the stock market or know what a hedge fund was until they find out Yes. Yeah. But like finding out that retail investors lost the capacity to engage in the market in the way that would be most strategic for them and being paused so that, well, that's arguable, but being paused in that one party was restricted, one party was not. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it appears that some of the brokerages that retail investors were using, such as Robinhood, 
their clearinghouse, the market maker that the trades were being passed through, decided to stop their ability to process any trades on GameStop and a few other stocks. Mm -hmm. This was Thursday afternoon during the trading day? entirely. You could sell, but you could not buy. No purchasing. Okay. They shut down purchasing of those stocks, which would also effectively stop the price increase in that particular exchange. And... Um, that stopped for retail investors. However, that did not prevent the hedge funds from continuing to make trades, which gave them a big opportunity to get into the market and cover their shorts. Yes. And drive the price dramatically down. Yeah. And the reason... So at first, people thought it was just like total fucking um, betrayal of Robin Hood. Uh but in reality, and I, I'm still kind of trying to understand, you could probably explain it better, but it sounds like what happened was Robin Hood didn't have the capital to pay for all of those, um, like, trades that were actually going on. Like, they had to be good for the money, and they didn't actually have enough money to cover all of it, so they kind of, like, covered their own ass. We will have to fact check this because I have not been reading as much as y'all have on the specific things going on with GameStop. But um, what probably would have happened is that Robinhood themselves would have a margin account with their clearinghouse or market maker. And so that margin account comes into play when Robinhood is allowing all of their investors to make a lot of trades at these prices. And if Robinhood didn't have enough cash in their margin account to prove that they were good for those trades, their clearinghouse shut them down until they replenished the account with enough money to say, no, no, we're good for the trades. And is that because of like uh, SEC regulations or why is that? I mean, it's a pretty heavily regulated industry. So I would imagine there are regulations about it, but it could have also been at the discretion of the clearinghouse. Well, to protect also, their own business, because interests. public didn't do that, right? Public, public they did. Halted they, okay, trading they did on halt a few trade. on a few, different but they were stocks. like very vocal about being against it. And I wonder what the difference is between like Robinhood and public, for example. Like, I know public was using Apex, right? They were using like different clearinghouse. So those are different clearinghouses. It does seem, and again, this is speculative, and we aren't going to know how this shakes out for a long time. But it does appear that there will probably be an investigation into what happened between Robinhood and their clearinghouse because the timing was a little bit questionable where it seems like Robinhood may have shut down their trading before the clearinghouse actually shut them down, Mm -hmm. which would show that there was perhaps a little collusion between Robinhood and the hedge fund where Robinhood bought the hedge fund's time in order to cover their shorts before the clearinghouse actually shut Robinhood down. Mm -hmm. Right. And public was trying to... Right. Public didn't shut down until the clearinghouse said, hey, you got to halt these for now until you can prove you're good for it. And they were only shut down for a few hours. Mm -hmm. And then we had total free trading after that in GME. You could purchase whole shares, as many shares as you want, partial shares, versus Robinhood is still limited. Um, They were limited for days. And now I think you can go buy up to 20 or something. Well, the other thing that was so conspiracy theory about Robinhood in particular is their number one customer is the hedge fund that's being shorted. Ah. Well. Yep. Oh, really? <laughs> Citadel? Yeah. Yeah. And so they're like, well, clearly Citadel is behind this, basically, was the whole thing. Yeah. And, and Robin they Hood, And probably. Which is, most, of yeah. Course, that, of is a, that is a, a good assumption. <laughs> people, even good people do bad things when they panic. And if Robin Hood's past history says anything, it's that maybe they are not exactly the best of people to begin with. Yeah. So none of this surprises us. Yeah. Or they're just not the Robin Hoods we thought they were. <laughs> so when this trading got shut down for the retail investors, I think that was a big moment of shock for everyone who assumed that this was was not just a privilege, but a right, that we could trade freely in the markets, not understanding the full relationship that they have with the brokerage firm they're using and all the other levers in the system. And so I think that that definitely mobilized more and more people to be very Mm -hmm. vocal about our desire to be able to trade freely as retail investors. Oh, totally. I mean, that's when, you know, verified Twitter users started 
saying Twitter accounts started tweeting out and politicians started tweeting out. Everyone before then was essentially making a joke out of it for very good reason of this ridiculous subreddit is causing such a stink over fucking GameStop of all companies. Uh, and then when this happened, it was such a such a spark, man. It really woke people up. Ugh, I don't like that phrase, but it really... Very much the feeling that the game is rigged. Yes. And that that is not okay. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Okay, is there anything else we need to touch on? I think we've covered almost everything that we can so far. That we yes. Even a loose grasp of. Thanks for listening tonight. We hope you enjoyed the GameStop episode. Go to our website, vaginance.com. Go to our Instagram, at Podcast. Rate it. Subscribe it. Comment something on it. One of my favorite games to play when I go to Vegas is the Golden Buffalo. And if you get, like, I don't know, any kind of money, if you win anything at all, it makes an eagle sound where it's like, yo! <laughs> I want to like program my computer to be like every time GameStop increases in value, there's just like bald eagle noises in the background. You could easily America. do that. I could do that for you. That would be amazing. <laughs>